You're listening to Band Geek with Richie Castellano on the Riotcast Network. the band geek i'm richie castellano joining me today is my co-host andy Escalise. hello and we have a special guest in the studio guitarist for jessica lynn steve sterlacci thank you for having me on uh so me and steve met because people don't know who you are so we're gonna we're gonna fix that right now <laughs> hi um, <laughs> steve and i met uh at nam last year right technically in person yes. yes um and we met and he didn't come up to me to talk to me about music he came up to me talking about these. <laughs> uh, he's like, wait, you're the guy with the lightsabers. And I was like, oh, I thought I was going to talk about music at NAMM, but I guess not. I ended up talking about Star Wars and lightsabers with everybody. And you were happy about that. I was really happy. I'm like so sick of all this music crap. But anyway, I gave you the Anakin one because I know you're more of an Anakin guy. Yep. And I have the Obi-Wan. Hello there. Master and apprentice. That's right. Um, not, I'm not uh, inferring anything here. I'm just... <laughs> Use your imaginations. Uh, so we met, and then we were we've been like messaging each other a lot. And we found out that we have a lot in common, and uh, uh, he's also a Helix user. Yep. And uh, we both like country music. We both like Star Wars. We both like um, comic books, obviously. Italian. We're both yeah. We're both <laughs> Italians. You're originally from Staten Island. My mother is from Staten Island, and uh, her whole family. That's right. Got some Ginzo power going on today. <laughs> hey. <So. laughs> Andy, too. Even though Andy looks like a, you know, what do you look like? An Eastern European, Sven. Sven, Eastern European assassin. Especially with the hat today. Thank you. Should, I, should I be worried? <laughs> you be. All right, yeah, that's enough of that. I don't want to break it. So, um, what, we do, what we've been doing every year since we started the podcast is uh, we do a NAM recap. Now, usually uh, Andy doesn't go to NAM because Andy's too cool. That's not true. That's right. Uh, Andy's actually a restaurant tour now, so if you're in Brooklyn, uh, Red Hook, go mm-hmm. to the Copper Pot. Mm-hmm. I've been there, and it's exquisite. And he's a very busy man. And not only is he a restaurant tour, but he's doing multiple, not restaurant tours, but regular tours. <laughs> see how I did that? Now, <laughs> I um, see. You, you're playing with the uh, Ultimate Queen celebration. celebration with Mark Martel, yeah. and you were, and you're going to be touring with Casim Sultan. Chasm Sultan's Utopia. Yes, and he's going to be playing on the new Richie Castellano album, uh, To Be Decided, when it's going to be uh, TBA. Uh, so he's, uh, he's a busy guy. But anyway, um, what we usually do is I'll sit here and it's very informal. Like, I will, instead of like telling Andy, which, which is what we used to do after the show, mm-hmm. I'd call you and say, I saw this, I saw this. Right, right. We save it now for this. So this is basically me telling Andy what happened at NAMM. 
And the last year, I think we had Frank Stabile, mm-hmm. uh, another Italian, uh, <laughs> uh, join us. And um, this year, I figured since Steve is within driving distance, you can come down and we can both fill Andy in on what we saw. Yeah. And then he can like forget about it promptly after he exactly. leaves. <laughs> uh, although, Andy, you've been buying stuff. Yes. So you're like... Yeah. And your YouTube channel is getting pretty yes. serious now. Yes. So you know what I'll do right now? Let's do some plugs. We're going to go to Andy's YouTube channel there now. So please subscribe to Andy Esquiles on YouTube. And I believe that you have your own YouTube channel as well. Yeah, right? very uh, low content right now, but I'm planning on uh, getting a lot more, especially Helix-related stuff in the future. So Go to Steve's channel now, there. And and also, you want to go to the Jessica Lynn channel? Yeah. What's, what is that, Jessica Lynn Music? Or? Just type in Jessica Lynn Music and you will find her. She is the pretty brunette girl that you'll see. So that's singing. not you. It's that's the, not the person next to you. Correct. I'll be in the background, like, hidden. But I'm there. Trust me. So for those of you who don't know what NAM is, NAM is a music convention originally intended for music store owners. It's the National Association of Music Merchants. So basically it was intended for people like my dad uh, who run a music store. Uh, but it's sort of grown to be a, a lot of things since then. Uh, the At the core, that's still what it is, although it's sort of getting away from that. Basically it was an opportunity for music store owners to go to this you know, central location and you can see all the new products, the stuff they want you to buy. You can put your hands on it. Uh, you can hear artists play the product. From like, every company. Yeah, from every company. And, and the companies, to impress the uh, dealers, would bring, you know, for example, Ibanez would bring Steve Vai out and he would play the new Steve Vai guitar. And you'd be, wow, I want to order one of those. Uh, but it's become like a, a huge beast that cannot be fed. Uh, and it's... <laughs> has massive amounts of people coming. Uh, the only drag about Nam for me is the um, like the whole autograph thing and the picture thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like taking pictures with people. I don't want to stand on a three and a half hour line to do it, and uh, you know, with you know hundreds of people, it's like at that point, I'm just like, I don't care who it is. I'd rather go out and and see stuff and learn stuff. That's that's what I'm there for. I'm really there to. You know, see my friends like Steve, and also to learn about new stuff. And I'm going to relay some of that to you. How many days did you go? I was there Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Okay, I you know I was there um, Friday, Saturday, and half of Sunday because we sandwiched Nam between two BOC gigs, so that really worked out for us. But I like Sunday the best because Sunday's so mellow. I but thir- there. Thursday's <laughs> mellow too. Thursday was good. Friday was decent. Saturday for me was out of control. Yeah, I thought Friday was out of control. But um, basically what we're going to do is we're going to show some pictures I took. Because I, I take pictures so I don't forget right. you know, what I saw. Um, and Because you'll ask me you know, what, what was new, what was good, and I'll be like, uh. So I have the pictures. I can bring them up on the screen, so I'll do that right now. Um, okay. Oh, I'm doing a screen cap. Okay, so this is the first thing I want to talk about. This is at uh, our friends at Audio Technica, and you know you guys know the band geeks love Audio Technica. This is um, their new mounting system, not the microphone, but nice. you see how it attaches to the acoustic guitar. Yeah, yeah. So basically, like the hardest thing with an acoustic guitar, else to show you, is to is to really find a sweet spot. Now, most of the time, you you know put a mic like over here, and then as you move while you're playing, the sound gets crappier and crappier. Right. So uh, with this, you kind of find the the, the sweet spot, and it always stays there. That's cool. That's yeah. genius. And, and that's one of their great mics that has been around forever. Yeah. Those, I, those work on everything. Yeah. Well, in the next picture, I will illustrate that. Uh, 
Um, if you look here, you see this? Mm-hmm. That's a magnetic mount for a piano. Oh, nice. So they make them for drums, they make them for piano, they make them for, look, even accordion. Look at that. Nice. They make them for saxophones and all yeah. trumpets, all that stuff. But so, that's a cool mount for the acoustic now. Yeah, that, was like the, that was the mount they were missing. Yeah. And and the piano yeah. thing was really cool because literally, like, you don't have to, you know, like, we've mic'd pianos before. You know how much of a pain in the butt it is to uh, to get, you know, to, to find the spot. But now you literally just, like, plop the thing and, and it magnetizes to the piano itself. And that's the biggest thing now with pianos is that you want to close the lid. Right. So, so yeah, so you don't have, to have like a, a, a you know a boom, boom stand, stand hanging yeah. out under there. Yeah, uh, just basically a mic cable, and yeah. you're good to go. So we we you know we we really like nice. that. And and part of the reason why I have you on today is because I know you'll look at more of the guitar centric stuff than me because I'm like kind of overlooking at guitar stuff. <laughs> uh, and and we were talking about this like ever since I got the Helix, uh, uh, and I'm happy with it. I'm just like I, I don't have the urge. But I, I did look at some stuff. I didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, rule it out. I did listen to some amps. Just I like to know what's going on. I peaked also. But like like you said, we were talking about this off camera, that Helix just totally ruined my NAM experience in a good way, in a great way. Because we're just so happy with it that I I don't need any other stuff type of thing. So I'm not – I didn't really look at many amps. I hardly looked at pedals. Like I'm usually like, oh, the pedal companies. I got to go see the pedal companies. This year I was just like, my Helix does that. I did Although, when you play the Helix, do you have anything in the loop? No. Uh, I have. I have, but not regularly. I have one thing in the loop on the road. It's the um, the freakout pedal. The feedback thing. Yeah, I, and I, I like it just for the end of the song. Of course. You know, just because it's really, it sucks when you hold a chord out and your stage volume is like nothing, mm-hmm. and then the gate grabs it immediately. Right. And then you go, nah, at the end of a song. So I have like a preset on the Helix where I hit it, it shuts all the gates off. And it kicks in the feedback thing. It's like at the end of the song, and it's just like you know. Eric looks at me like you have this pedal there just to do that. I'm like, yeah. He goes, you really don't need to do that. And it's like I know. I, I I like to do it. It makes me feel good. I have done before a similar thing, but with the Wampler Ego Comp, mm-hmm. just like with the sustain jacked all the way up. So for similar reason, if I need a little extra sustain, because obviously not having the air moving on stage can sometimes affect that. Yeah. Um, the other thing is here in the studio, I use a, a JHS Andy Timmons pedal. Nice. Uh, uh, just because I, I find that, and, and here's another thing you have to realize about this NAM recap. I'm not going to talk about the popular products. I went there with a very selfish, um, <laughs> you know, mindset that I'm only looking at stuff that I'm interested in. So you're not going to see the stuff here that they're showing on uh, premier guitar or any of those other, you know, uh, guitar sites, you're going to find the stuff that just I'm interested in. And it's like all over the place. It's basically, I'm, I'm being very selfish about this. It's stuff that I, I want for my studio or my rig. Right. Um, so, you know, that's, that's like, that's where I'm at with that. But for, in my taste, like I'm not a, a huge fan of, of the traditional like distortion pedals that everybody uses. I usually find them to be too bright. You know, and I get it that you, you know, you want to really hit a a dark amp hard with these, and that's how right, that right. it happens. But for me, I usually like amp distortion, and that's the reason I use the JHS pedals because they um, the the amp distortion is a little darker to, to my ears, and that has a high cut that you can just dial out the the, the buzziness. Right, right. You know what I mean? Uh, but I did try at Nam. I did try the Angry Driver pedal. Do you know about that? 
It's a, it's a, I think this is old, but I, th- I think about last year, but it's a boss pedal that was made as a part, in a partnership with JHS. Because the guy, uh, I believe his name is Scott, who, who runs J, oh, no, Josh, 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 yeah, Josh, who runs JHS, he, um, he's a huge boss fan, and he mods boss pedals, that's how he started. Sure. So he partnered up with his heroes, boss, mm-hmm. and they made a pedal that's the, um, JHS Angry Driver, which is basically this without the high cut, and the Boss Blues Driver, and you can put them into each other oh, in one wow. pedal. So I'm probably going to get one of those just because it sounds like a great pedal to throw in your gig bag right. and just keep a nine volt in. So if you have to go play with somebody, you got to do a jam, and and you have like kind of like a lame amp, mm-hmm. you know, like a grandpa's amp <laughs> that, that gives you no cheese. Yeah. You can bring the cheese with you, nice. and and you have two levels of cheese. So it's the cheese bringer. Yes, I bring the cheese with me. I I brings the cheese. <laughs> um, You'd probably like a Nobles ODR one. You ever try one of those? Does it have two stages in it? No, it's okay. just by itself. But it's like the one that like Tim Pierce uses on like every record ever. Oh really? And a lot of the Nashville guys are using this Nobles ODR one. I actually just bought an original one from the 90s and overpaid a lot for it, but it's a pretty sweet pedal. It's like a dark, natural sound. That, oh, so it's like a little bit of breakup. It's not... But it's whatever your amp sound is. It doesn't have a color, pretty right. much. Right, okay. And it's dark. It's like perfect for like a telly, or like you said, like a lot of the pedals are bright and like super like graining. Mm-hmm. This is like super smooth and really nice, natural overdrive. That, that's what I like. That's, that's my thing. So I'm going to shift gears just because it's the next picture that popped up here. Um, I thought this was cool. Because, you know, if you guys watch the studio tour, you'll see that I, um, I have, like, limited space to work with here. These, this is like a modular system for anything. You see the sliders? Uh, mm. Who is making this? Uh, I, should have, I should have taken a picture of who makes this. Um, did I? <laughs> you can't zoom in on her badge either. <laughs> no, I can't, yeah. I think this was uh, Ultimate. Yeah, Ultimate makes this. Nice. So, um yeah, just like a very workstation desktop thing. I like that. That's what it looks like. Yeah, that was my. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's ultimate. If it's not, correct me in the comments. I'm sure I'm That's wrong. Cool. Uh, let me see what I have next here. Okay, so here is a. Uh, this is controversial for us to talk about right now. This is the uh, <laughs> Steve's like. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> this is the Headrush uh, gig board, right? And it's upside down, and I can't sw- flip it right now. But that's okay. Um, What's cool about this is, um, now, look, just because I'm a Helix fanatic doesn't mean I'm, I don't want to, like, shut myself off from the other stuff. Sure. I, you know, I've, I like Kemper, I like Axe Effects, I like uh, the Bias, I like all of it. The Helix works for me the best um, because it does everything I need it to do, it's got the sounds I want, and I can use the Variax with it, which is, that puts it heads and shoulders over, over everything else for me. But, um... I liked the gig board size. You know what I mean? Like, I liked that... Like, for example, when, when they announced the HX effects, I thought, like, that was the perfect size, but there's no modeling in it. Mm-hmm. So that's like... And that, that's why, when I saw that, I thought about my dad, because I was just like, oh, wait a minute. This is the perfect size for me. It's the exact right. same size as pedal board, but he can get, like... Unlimited effects. There's a video it. about that, isn't there? Well, yeah, I'm not going to put a link because I'm going to have to go back. <laughs> Seamless plug. Yeah. No, but let me tell you, like, like five people came up to me at the NAMM show talking about that video to my dad. Nice. Yeah, they, they like him better than me. <laughs> I get that. He's he's nicer than me. He's more charismatic. He's funnier than me. He's better looking than me. I get it. It's fine. Uh, but um, I kind of liked that they had this sort of form factor. I didn't like the 
uh, the amount of foot switches on it. I'll, I'll go back to it right now. Um, it only has only has four foot switches uh, for the size. Like I would like a little more control. I mean, the like a second row school, or something maybe. Also, I mean, and I'm not trying to to like you know rip on anything, but. Um, I had an 11 rack down here, and I, I got rid of it. I, it just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, some people get unbelievable results with that. Right. It just wasn't doing what I wanted, and that's got the 11 engine in it. Okay. So that's kind of why. Like it also, like like the Headrush guys came down to our gigs and, and were talking about right. us using them. Uh, but once they saw I was using a Variax, they were like, okay, we get it. You know, yeah, you, yeah. Like it's not going to work for you the way the Helix does. Right. And you use a Variax as well, right? Yep. I got a 59. So you have like the Les Paul style one? Yeah, I'm a Les Paul Telly guy, and I can't do anything else really very well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's not true. But did you try the stomp at all while you were there? Speaking of uh, I the wa- smaller... I'm dying to try... I have a picture of that. Let me see if I can find it here. I'm take a picture of the stomp. So I got myself into trouble, I guess, in my... Uh, my guess, as you have mentioned in videos, the gear acquisition syndrome. <laughs> I wound up with a HX stomp because it's basically a real full-size Helix, but in like... A package this big. So when I got that, I decided it would be a cool thing to incorporate that with my real pedal board. And actually, a company like you were saying, um, you wish you had more rows. Right. There's a Morningstar. I took a picture of that. Let me, uh, but it didn't go over to my Dropbox. So I'm, I'm going to put it there right now. So, so you stole. I'll try to drag this out yeah. for as long as I can until you find the picture of this. So anyway, but now uh, the Morningstar is a MIDI controller that works perfectly with the HX Stomp, and I have one on my uh, my real board. I have my Helix that I usually take on the road with me. And then I also have like my kind of for fun, like local gig board that I have real drive pedals on. I have my Stomp and I have my Morningstar MC6. And this thing can literally do anything that you really need it to do. It's really not limited to many things at all. You can program the buttons to do whatever you want. It's got actual an LCD screen on it that you could actually read what the pedal is that you're turning on and off. You could set it for tap tempo. You could do what they call stomp shots, mm-hmm. which is essentially you make your snapshots, but it's not it's technically snapshots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's stomped on the MC6. But it's a really, really cool unit, and I've been using that with my stomp with so, success. Can you – that's a MIDI controller. I, I went to went, – I just looked at why it didn't upload because it's been uploading one of my video files for the last like four hours. Oh, nice! Yeah, I have like sixty nine photos in here, and, and only like four of them went up, so they, they're all coming in right now. I have a picture of my board on my phone, or seventeen of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you also on your social media, on your Instagram, yeah. you put a lot of stuff of your gear. Mm-hmm. But um, I, that's like a mini control. Can you make any of those buttons do whatever you want on that? Yeah. So you got one. I have one. Yeah, and you, it's a desktop editor, which mm-hmm. I was like in love with because. I had another brand uh, MIDI controller and like you have to like hold and then push buttons to activate different menus. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a pain in the butt that I was like, I've had enough of this within like 20 minutes. Right. But this is a desktop editor. Uh, ben, the I think he's the owner, or at least the creator. Uh, very nice guy. He has a bunch of videos explaining how to program it to do what you want. Aha, uh-huh. I found it. Aha. Uh-huh. Hold, please. <laughs> I'm hitting the wrong. Oh, you know what? It keeps adding pictures. Okay, there, I got, it there it is. There it is. So that's, that's what the it one. Looks like. That's the one. Yeah, I, I just wanted to see it and like hold it and see what it felt like. That's definitely the move. Is that expensive? It's two hundred twenty bucks. Okay, so that and a so that and a stomp can get you there. I mean, to me, I was like a little like, oh, I, w- I really wish the HX did the the modeling, but then I understood like they 
why have all these different options for the same customer? You know what yeah. I mean? The, mm-hmm. And also, the bottom line is, I'm going to use a Helix most of the time if right. I can use it. Right, right. Like this, and the Stomp would, would definitely be a backup for me. I, I definitely would like to get a Stomp. I'm looking into that in the future. That would be a, a cool thing to get. And it's cool as regular switches instead yeah. of like, you know, MIDI pedals always have those like plastic kind right, of... Right, no, it's got, it's got heavy duty yeah, switches. Heavy duty They're switches. not clicky though. They're... Uh, What's They're the momentary? Momentary, yeah. Like, and also, yeah. they figured out at NAM that you could do this. So the HX Stomp only has a one-button looper. Right. And I'm not a big loop person, but I actually do use the looper to make my patches. Like, I loop a passage oh, or a riff, right. and then I tweak my sound accordingly. So the one-button looper, like, escapes my brain completely. Like, I try to use it, and I just have no clue what I'm doing. But they figured out a way to take the one-button looper that's an HX Stomp. It's only the one button because there's only three available on the Stomp. But uh, they somehow managed to make it into a six-button looper. So you could get the real six-button looper in the Stomp on the morning wow. Stomp. Interesting. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I want to check it out. And mm-hmm. um, I got to actually... You mentioned the Power Cab, too, which was... Yeah. That came out in the middle of the year, didn't it? Something like that, yeah. Because I don't, I don't remember that being at, at last year's name, but last no, year's name it was, was the, summer. The the HX was the big, um, the big announcement. But the uh, the power cab, I actually got to try the prototype for. Nice. When I went, when I went to go visit the factory, I had to sign mm-hmm. the uh, yeah, yeah, non-disclosure. Yeah. We're out of non-disclosure now, guys. You know, right, right. No suing, right? please. But um, I I love the power cab. Yeah. The, the problem is most of the time I'm playing on ears, so it's like I don't need it, but. I, I I still have this little Line Six uh, One Ten speaker I, I use for local gigs when I play them, but I, you know I I would definitely like to play with Power Cab. That would be awesome. It's fun. It's got other features in it too that are like that I think is really cool. Um, I went through a phase before I had my Helix. Mm-hmm. I went through like the whole load box phase, where like you get like your tube amp loaded into a line right, level and then right. do things that way. So with the Power Cab, what you could do, you could take your amp pad and then if you have a load box, I have the Rivera Mini Rock Rack. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could go direct out of that into the power cab, and you could play with whatever speaker model you want with their impulse responses. So that's another thing. Like, if you want to turn up your amp and you don't have the space to do it, make the amp as loud as you want. It's going to load it down to a line level, and then you can go into the power cab to whatever impulse response speaker you want to use with it. So that's another fun fun guy to go with. Here's a fun picture. Uh, (laughs) Yes. The dark side is a pathway to many abilities. <laughs> anyway, um, this is from the, the... We went to like a Line 6 user party. There's, oh, I should turn my humidifier off. Okay, whatever. There's a, uh, we went to this uh, user party, and there were all the, the Facebook users there from yeah. the Facebook group, which is really funny to see like the real-life version of Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> you know it, I mean? it literally was. It's exactly like that. And some experiences were good, some were funny, should to say the least. Like You're like... Oh, that's what that guy looks like. like <laughs> oh, that's what he's like in person. So that that was pretty funny. But uh, yeah, they did a nice appreciation group for all all the uh, the Facebook group out there that are posting all that's the cool. time. The um, so one can we talk about the update? Yeah, it's out. It's okay. totally out there. So um, they gave us like a sneak peek at the the new update, and uh, one of the things I think uh, one of the things they did is they added a, a feature I was really excited about. They they. Gave me the ability to turn all the foot, switch, foot switches into QWERTY keys. Oh, and you can okay. do keystrokes to it. So he was controlling YouTube and PowerPoint from the Helix. Wow. But not just that. And I, I was about to buy this pedal. And they make that pedal now that you could pause, slow down and okay. on YouTube. And then uh, I was next to Igor. Igor, I'm not sure totally how he pronounces it. Sorry, buddy. But uh, he was saying, like, yeah, they just 
totally were able to do that right within the helix. So now you can, when the update comes out, stop, slow down, speed up, play, wow. stop, and loop within YouTube. I was right, very excited right. about that. There was, and what, what were some of the other features? They told, I mean, there's new like tweet amps, and there's new. Uh, there was something else. I was just the uh, the pedal edit mode. You can now undo. Okay, I, I remember Eric saying you could undo up to like thirty two right, steps. Was right. that is that what that was? I think so. I, I there was there was something else that I do, just, just it'll come back to me. But here's another picture from that. Uh, there's there's some uh, Helix buddies. Yeah. There's a uh, there's Johnny and Jason. From our Helix group. I know uh, Jason has a very active YouTube channel. Check that out. He's a phenomenal player. And uh, and has some very informative videos that we can all learn tricks from. Um, let me see what else I got here. Okay, I think these are done uploading. Good. So um, I'm going to go a step away from the line six. Oh, that's what I was thinking about. You can also now interact with the power cab from the Helix. Like You okay. can save your power cab settings and go like digital link into the power cab. So if you want to like bypass your cabinet simulation for a tune and have just that the go out there right, but you right, want right. that to be like a British sounding amp or whatever you can program that all into the Helix mm-hmm. which, okay. and which is really that's a very sophisticated yeah, yeah, yeah. you know thing you can do um, here's another like really simple like no brainer duh idea <laughs> Ernie Ball is making a volume pedal with a tuner built into it duh right <laughs> because you know in the quest to cram as much stuff into a pedal board as possible, no one know, has a space for a tuner. Exactly. So now, so now you can get two like non-fun utility, you know, pedals in one. <laughs> that and, is a duh. That's funny. My buddy Roman from Snobletone has been doing this modification for like a couple of years, where he takes your Ernie Ball and he puts. I think he puts a Boss tuner in it. In it, like he like cuts he, it. Yeah, yeah, he cuts it out and he puts the tuner in it. <laughs> So he, I guess Ernie Ball realized, like, hey, let's, <laughs> we should be doing this on our own, and I'm glad that they did it. And they also, you can, it tells you how far you are, right? Uh, I, I didn't get to play. The Ernie Ball booth was chaos, because they have all those, you know, like, anytime John Petrucci walks yeah. within, like, 300 feet of <laughs> they, that booth. They smell him. Yeah, you can't, you can't get anywhere near it. So I, I didn't really get to spend that as much time as I'd like to. Although, um, we did order some special... Limited run guitars for the store. Very nice. Um, we played their Cutlass, which is like their Strat. And uh, I picked it up. They took us to like a secret room. I couldn't take any pictures. so um, This wasn't an NDA, right? No. Okay. Uh, it's ordered. So anybody wants one. <laughs> so we, I'll, I'll tell you, I can tell you exactly what we ordered. Um, we ordered a signed Petrucci in, uh, in the Purple Sunset, which is this color. Uh-huh. And it's, we ordered the uh, Petrucci with, yeah, it's this color. And we ordered it with the, uh, the Maple Neck. And it's signed on the back by the man himself, wow. by, by the bearded one. Nice. And we ordered um, the. I picked up. They had like this limited edition Cutlass, which is like their strap. Mm-hmm. And I picked and it had like you know beautiful bindings and whatever. I picked it up. I went, whoa, like, and I handed it to Phil, my cousin Phil, mm-hmm. and he goes, I want it. Order it. And she goes, all right. And 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 Phil did something that's very much like my dad. Right. He goes, no, no, no. I want this one. Yeah. So he said, he goes, I, and they're like, well, you know, we're going to take pictures of it and it's going to get scratched up. Uh-huh. And I said, he doesn't care. I said, <laughs> you can put a big giant gouge in the back of it. Right. He wants, he wants this one. Yeah. And they're like, all right, we'll see what we can do. And I said, you know what? Order two of them. And not, <laughs> not for me. I said, just for the store. 
Right, right, I mean? right, right. Or, or just because I said the guitar is that good. Wow. It, the neck was crazy. It's almost like, why well, get a Strat? So it's you know? just a str- it, So it's not like the silhouette. The silhouette was kind of their Strat. No, this is a little it's more a little like beefy, a little more hipstery looking. Okay. You know, it, no, because it looks like their old guitars. Right. But it it it's a Strat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what else we got here? Okay, here we go. This is something that <laughs> is stupid, but I wanted to try it out. This is the Washburn Trevor Rabin model. Oh, nice. It's like an Indonesian guitar. It's nothing special. I just It has his name on it. It has his name so on it. So I almost it. was like, oh, maybe I should just get this. Like, the neck was cool, uh-huh. but I've literally never seen him play this guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you love that when yeah. guys are like, they have like an artist on the wall and stuff, yeah. and you're like, I've never seen them one time play this guitar. Yeah, I've never seen him play this guitar. Uh, I mean, it's pretty. You know what I mean? It looks nice. Yeah. Beautiful. I love blue guitars. Um, But... I was just like, no, I, I can't get this. That's, that's really dumb. Let's see what else I took a picture of here. That's that again. Oh, okay. This is Mr. Ownhammer. Oh. Did you know there was a Mr. Ownhammer? No, I thought that was a name that they made up. That's know. Mr. Ownhammer, and I, you know, and I basically did a we're not worthy on him because I love yeah. his stuff. Uh, oh, for those of you who don't know, Ownhammer is a is an impulse response company, and he has a pretty extensive collection of high quality impulse responses. It's almost daunting because when have you ever bought an impulse from him? Yeah. When you buy one, you get it's, like a thousand mm-hmm. files. Uh, it's like the mic here, the mic here, the mic here. Every every right, combination right, right, right. of mic placement, yeah. and you're just like, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like with this speaker, with this speaker, this cabinet, these two speakers together. It's like you get like a thousand files. It's almost daunting yeah. to you know. But like, so what I'll do is when I get one, like I, I have to set like a day aside, yeah. and and I'll pick like, and I make sure like I have to pick the best three from this. And that's it. And I'm not going to go yeah, back. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I usually end up putting like 10 in. But I try to like say, no, I want the best three. Right, right, and right. that's it. But it's good. You know, I like options. It's good to have the options. He's probably yeah. the most popular impulse response company. Yeah, he's, he's, he's up there, definitely. The gold standard type of thing. That's our buddy uh, Tom Brislin, who Tom. is now in Kansas. That's right. Congratulations, Ooh, Tom. Yeah. You know, and he was on Band Geek. Okay, this is, this, is a, this, is, this is a really cool moment for me. Now... This is Mr. Uh, I don't know how to say his name. It's spelled like Bomer. It's probably Bomer because he's French. Yeah. Uh, so this is the creator of Bohm's MIDI Translator Pro. I was so excited to see this guy, and he was so scared of me. Because I went over to him. Oh, my God. I was like, yeah, I, I, I thought he was a Spice Girl. And he, and he, and he was like right, this close to calling security. But he um, basically, the thing that... The Helix does now with the QWERTY stuff. I've been doing this with this software. Ah. Uh, Bohm's MIDI Translator is a huge part of my live stream. And what I do is when I'm in Pro Tools and I want my cameras to change, I play a MIDI note. And that MIDI note gets sent to Bohm's. Right? It's its own MIDI instrument. And Bohm's translates whatever MIDI notes I play to whatever keystroke combinations I want. And then OBS, our streaming software, that... You create that. You create right. the camera change. And I've been doing that. And I told him about that. And he's like, that's really cool. You know, and he's like, send me a video of it. Right. So I, I think, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Bomer, I know that's not how you say your name. I know I have a terrible French uh, inflection. <laughs> uh, uh, Mr. Bohm, I'll call you that. Uh, Bomer. Bomer. 
Uh, I was, I'm just butchering this. I'm, just know I love you. You just know I love you, even though I am a stupid American who can't pronounce French things. Uh, but you're awesome. Or I mean, he might be French-Canadian. I don't even know. He had, he had an accent. He was a guy with an accent and a name I can't pronounce. So we're, we're, two, we're two for two on names. I was, I was butchering Igor. I, or, Igor, I, Igor. Sorry, guys. I think that's Mel Brooks. Igor. But anyway, I, I, I like have genuine love for this man that I never met, and he was a little scared. But uh, that's I was really thrilled to meet him, and I wasn't expecting to see him there. And he had this like tiny little booth, and I was like... <gasps> <laughs> Like I like he was like Eddie Van Halen to me. I'm like you're the guy. I was like you make my life so easy and complete. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh um, man. Okay. Oh, this is cool. This is. Oh wait, no one can see that. No. I can see it. This is Phil Hillborn. He when I went to England for the first time, I saw We Will Rock You, and he was the guitar player. Oh okay. Um, when I did my Bohemian Rhapsody video, he sent the link to Brian May. Uh, so when you looked on Brian May's website. It said, "Oh, check out this guy doing Bohemian Rhapsody, courtesy of Phil Hillborn." Courtesy so I, I, of the, wow. yeah, I, I got to got to meet him. That was very nice. That's very cool. Okay, this is interesting. Um, this is called the Yamaha Transacoustic, right? Mm-hmm. Now I know that you are interested in Yamaha, Andy. Mm-hmm. You are a fan of their brand. Mm-hmm. What the Transacoustic does is it has a speaker built in to the body of the acoustic, and it puts effects on. Wow. So you're just like hanging out at home, like writing right, or, right, or jamming. Right. It gives you this like really subtle ambience. I saw it said chorus or something. Yeah, you can put like yeah, chorus on, but yeah. like the reverb, like just a touch of that, mm-hmm. it, it makes like your guitar sound like magical. Sure. Wow. And, and, it, and it like resonates in, in the body. The, wow. Yeah, I had a demo of it of them playing it, but I don't think uh, that's very cool. I don't I don't think it'll pop up. Oh, here's just an interesting picture. An interesting picture I want to show. Um, this is uh, Spoh's buddy, Pat. Pat's a race. He is a an he's a, an animator in in L.A. and I've been right. collaborating with him on stuff online. And uh, I just was happy to meet him. I just wanted to put his picture on nice. this, so I'm just excited about that. Oh, this is a funny picture. This is from the Helix meetup. This is uh, the uh, that's a Helix that's taking a Helix apart. disassembled in an LT. <laughs> wow. Why though? <laughs> well, just it was a fun conversation piece. I think. Where, like, you could have given do, it to me. <laughs> where, where do they keep all the amps? <laughs> like Zoolander, where do all the files go? This is cool. <clears throat> this is a company called Gigtone or Gigatone, and that is a um, that's an audio interface. That's nice. genius. So it's, wow. it's the size it of just your quarter inch jack, and you USB. literally plug your USB right into the the jack. The future is now. Yep. Nice. So he had it like right into a, a, a Surface Pro. Is it'll work with anything class compliant? iPad, uh, iPhone, Android, computers, mm-hmm. Windows, Mac, anything. Wow. I thought that was really interesting. That is neat. Well, this is a company I found, Vic. Um, I just was really like impressed by the look of this guitar. Yeah. And it felt amazing. So I think I took a picture. That's just really cool. Looking. I love when companies have an original design. Yeah. That's like actually good. Yeah, like that's not a Strat. That's their own thing. It's no, pretty it's cool. beautiful. Um. Yeah, there it is. The dragon, the Duality Six Dragonfire. Anything Vic. named Dragon is pretty cool. It is. <laughs> okay, uh, you and I were just talking about this. Um, I like I have Fenders. I know you have Fenders, uh, but sometimes companies who are not Fender make guitars that are maybe a little better than Fender. <laughs> wow. um, so I found this uh, every year. 
I stop at the the Reverend Guitars mm-hmm. booth. Do you like? Do you know about them? Yeah, I know about them. I didn't get to play this. I was walking by these though. Yeah, I I, I just saw this guitar and it like sort of like spoke to me. So I I picked it up. This is like their. I don't know what they call this guitar exactly, but uh, this is their Telly. This thing was ridiculous. It was like it felt like one of my Music Man guitars, but it it, it played amazingly. It, it it if I if I was looking. I would have got it. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it, it was that good. Mm-hmm. Let me see another picture of this. Oh wait, okay. This this is just pornography. <laughs> so I, 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 all right. Here's let me full disclosure. Every year I go to Nam and I look at the same guitar and I just I like give it a little hug and then I walk away. <laughs> like I really, really, really want this Rickenbacker. The problem is I have no good you know justification for getting it. I want it because it's the George Harrison guitar. Right. I had a Rickenbacker 12 string and I sold it. I didn't like it. But I'm a huge Rickenbacker fan. I, I just want this guitar just because it's the George Harrison guitar. And, and look, look how cool it looks. In the classic Rickenbacker, you will not touch a single thing here, Booth. Yeah, that's lame. If you see, they, they're, uh, all, they're all they're all zip-tied. zip-tied. you see that? But it's the same thing every year. There's nobody on the floor. <laughs> yep. It's just this collection of guitars <clears throat> that are just suspended in the air. And everybody just drools all over them for... The five minutes that they walk through. And that's then, exactly right. That's all that happens. This was a cool color scheme, though. This was like a blue sparkle with a gold pickguard nice. and a maple neck. I was all, all all about this guitar. I like that bridge. That's really... Oh, yeah, that's their standard bridge. Did you ever play a Rickenbacker bass? No. we got no, two of them here. You can play afterwards. <laughs> you don't want to hear me play bass. All right, this was cool. <laughs> um, as you guys know, if you watched the studio tour, I use a two-notes uh, torpedo cab pedal over there just to load IRs for my old VHT preamp. Um, and that's like the, um, most of the time when people come down here, they'll use Helix. But um, if someone's coming down here and they just need like quick plug-in in yeah. rock sound, I have that set up. Like it's good to go. It's on like ACDC mode. And you just plug into it and you're good to go. I was just very happy to see that they made a smaller version of that. And, and it looks really slick. Nice. Because the... Um, the two notes that I have is sort of like a double pedal size, mm-hmm. like like a big sky or something. Mm-hmm. This is uh, much more compact, so it's I thought that small was really cool. Small and simple. Yeah, and I know it sounds good. Let's see. Okay, we want to talk about this. This is a headless uh, Kiesel I tried. This thing played ridiculously well, like mm-hmm. so comfortable to play, so fast. I mean, I know that like. Uh, Buck plays Kiesel and my cousin's into Kiesel. Oh, there's the head. You see the head now. Um, or can't. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, so I really, really like playing this guitar. It felt great. Because I, I I always thought that like the one that Buck has is like more his speed. It's not like something I would necessarily... Right, right. I just saw it. I liked the gold and I picked it up. And it was and, nice. And it was great. But I also tried um, the, uh, the Johnny Highland. And I'm a big fan of Johnny Highland's. So mm-hmm. I, I'm... I'm guessing you are too. Yeah. So, cool thing about this guitar. I spent a lot of time at the Kiesel booth uh, this time around when you could actually get in the place was mobbed every single time. But uh, you know how, like, if you're like a tele enthusiast, you would say, well, it's not the ashtray bridge, right? Right. Like, what's the deal with this? It's not going to be a real tele because it doesn't have the proper, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I, the strings might go through the body. I'm not 100%. Yeah, I think it does because they're not mounted here. But there's actually a brass plate underneath the pickups in the body really so you get that proper uh the spank yeah that proper plate thing 
that happens that science behind the telecaster i guess but mm-hmm. it's underneath there somehow i don't know if it's just the pickup size or if it's bigger but they put the brass plate underneath the bridge pickup that's cool so yeah so it's there but you just don't need to see it looking, yeah. looking ugly mm-hmm. on the guitar yeah <laughs> <laughs> i you know I, but i picked this up and i was very impressed by this guitar because i've mm-hmm. you know followed johnny highland i know he was playing music man guitars for a while so I, and when I see a guy goes from them to another company, I'll, I'll usually know the neck is going to be good because right, right. they like the same kind of neck as me. That's that's really what it comes down to. Like if you're like you, if you're a Les Paul Telly Strat guy, there's stuff for you. There's a lot of stuff for you. But I always like to play the artist models because I figure an artist model is a guy who couldn't find what he was looking for from a Strat or from a Les Paul. It's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I always like to try, you know, a lot of people say, oh, why do you play Steve Morse guitars? Are you obsessed with Steve Morse? Yeah. But um, <laughs> that's not why I play it. I, you know, I play it because I figured, like, this is going to be something different. And mm-hmm. I, ne- I never, like, I always felt like the Strat was too flat and the Les Paul was too chunky. Like, I always wanted that middle thing. Right. And th- I usually find the artist models have it, a weird neck profile. Right. And and I'm always interested to see what, you know, the the people I admire play. So that was a long explanation no, of something yeah. that didn't need an explanation. No, that makes sense. <clears throat> oh, and then this happened. <laughs> it had to. It had to. There he is. Derek Smalls. Um they had like a an eleven foot SVT. And he played Big Bottom on it while everybody sang it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, Caucasian Jeffrey Vanson was there. Nice. <laughs> they didn't call. They don't call him that anymore. I guess it's not not yeah. PC to call him that. Um, there he is. There he is. And that's uh, the a- actual movie prop. Wow. It's like Stonehenge. It's like Stonehenge. Just that's great. <laughs> smaller. Yeah, so Amazing. Yeah. That was that was a big thrill um, for you guys who watched the show. You guys know that Andy and I. Our Spinal Tap freaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will dress up like them, and we will play Spinal Tap. We don't. We don't. Uh... We're not afraid. And speaking of dressing up, if you want to support Band Geek, if you uh, <laughs> say you want to go buy clothes on Amazon, what you could do is you can use our Amazon link, and at the top of the page, you will see our Amazon banner. You click that. You go to. The normal Amazon page, you do your shopping like you normally would, except when you check out, a small percentage of your purchase goes to supporting our show, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. If you'd like to just support the show, you can go to our tip jar. That's richiecastellano.com slash tip jar. Oh, did I say the Riotcast link? I think I screwed that up. It's That's riotcast.com slash bandgeek. Yes. Okay, now, if you go to richiecastellano.com slash tip jar... You go to our tip page and you can just, you know, say, hey, you guys are awesome. Thanks for making videos. Keep up the good work. And we really appreciate that. But if you want to show your Band Geek support in, the terms, in terms of swag, we have all these beautiful t-shirt designs. We have your Mix is Whack for men and women. We have um, Band Geek logos. We have the animated shirts. We have posters. We have coffee mugs. And if you want to get something personalized, you can go over to my site RichieCastellano.com, and we have a store page. We have signed uh, autographed posters of the entire band, like 8x10s, and we have signed CDs from the stuff that Andy and I did together. So you can get that personalized to you. Mm-hmm. So uh, let, let us know if you want any of that stuff. You can email me or uh, just check out the website. So there was our shameless plug. There you go. Okay, what the hell are we talking about? Music. Is there anything else you want to show in your uh, pictures? Um, kind of just a nonsense, non-gear-related thing. Actually, yeah, put, this one's a decent one to mm-hmm. pull up. So this is Iconic Guitars. You're zooming in on the wrong part. Go to the top corner. 
Oh, look at that that's guy. That's me. Who's that guy? Hey. Well, that's a big freaking spot you got there. That's a big stalach. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> so this is Iconic Guitars. Uh, he hand builds all these guitars in San Diego, California. I have been, uh, I was actually his first artist ever. So really? the first time I met Kevin is the owner. Super nice guy. Super great instruments. But uh, the first time I met him was at NAMM 2015, or I think it was 15. And he was just on foot with mm-hmm. two guitar cases. <laughs> Nothing with him besides the two guitars. And one of those is actually my current main touring guitar, which is serial number 0002. And it's like hand scratched in there. Right. So since then now, he's got his own full-size booth. And uh, he's really been taking off. And a lot of really cool players are using his stuff. And if you have not checked him out, please check out Iconic Guitars. That's cool, man. Congrats Shame on that. Nice. Thank you. No, that was good. That's a good spot. Is there anything else you want to show here, or uh, you just gear wise? It's more. It's more like a people thing. Okay. A shout out to all my boys that I was hanging out. This was cool. So you can pull this up. So if anybody's a Helix fan and knows who Johnny Lee is, this is my random picture of Johnny Lee. But if you look in the background, what do you see there? That looks like Steve Vai's rig. It, exactly. It is Steve Vai's rig. So um, we work with RCF speakers. They are our PA system on the road. And every year they do this really big metal jam where it's supposed to be... That's a lot of Johnny. That's a lot of Johnny. I mean, what a guy. <laughs> what a guy. And, I, and you know, who's, is that, that's not his A, but Billy Sheehan's bass is there. Uh, he came out and played with Steve Vai. Oh, that's cool. I have the video, but I don't think that's going to work here. But um, So they do this ultimate jam thing. And, uh, yeah, Vai came out and played like three or four songs of Billy Sheehan on bass. And um, it was just a really cool event. And I got to go with uh, Jason... Johnny Lee, uh, Chad Husky, Jason's friend, uh, friend Dean, that was just a Canadian police officer. Not a musician, but a big music fan. Right. And they're all like metalheads, so they were like all super, super excited about this. So I'm glad I got to hang out with my crew and uh, and check this out. Awesome. It was incredible. We th- And he literally played right there, so we were... You can't beat that in terms of seats. No. I'm trying to pull something up right here, and you're and, and you're being nice and stalling for me. Okay, I'll stall some more. So if you look and you'll see Steve Vai's legacy. <laughs> no, I found it. We're good. We're good. We're good. It's, it's uploading. Here we go. Um, so I'll go back to to my pictures here. Oh wait, this is cool. <laughs> I know. I know you're you're a little miffed about this. The shadow. <laughs> do you know who that is, Andy? No. Um, do you remember the game Force Unleashed? Maybe. I guess I know from him. <laughs> this is Sam Witwer. He's an actor, and I just saw him. He had, and if you go to a Star Wars convention, there will be a, a three-hour line to meet him. Right. But I just saw him hanging out, and I was like, Sam, can I get a picture with you? I'm a huge fan of Force Unleashed. He's also the voice of Darth Maul. Okay. Well, just Maul. A oh, Maul now, yeah. Just Maul. Yeah. He, well, he was Maul in the Clone Wars, Rebels, okay. and in the latest Star Wars movie, which I will not mention. Okay. Uh, and um, he's also. Uh, he was also in Battlestar Galactica, so I was very excited right. to meet him. Nice. And the TV show Once Upon a Time, but not that I watched <laughs> that whole show, but it's a good show. All right, this is a cool thing. Um, so another thing I do while I'm at NAM is I shop for my dad. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to get my dad out of using a full-size PA system, because like, my dad, he plays in these clubs, and they're tiny, and he has like a huge like rack right, right. with a tray stand and a big... A mixer, mixer and he's like a cables running everywhere. I'm like, there's got to be a better way to do this. So I'm trying to get him to switch over to a rack system where he can just control the whole mixer from an iPad. Right. So this is an interesting <clears throat> thing. This is the Allen Heath Q Pack. It's not new, uh, but uh, they it can 
it has 32 channels of input, and uh, you can record 16 or 32 channels depending on where you at. You know, multi-track. Right, you can right, right. them and right, play right. back your gig. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does monitor mixes. Do I have the, the back of it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you have 16 ins and outs. I mean, 16 ins, uh, line ins, and mic preamps. And if you use this like Ethernet. Uh, D snake, you can get 16 you more. Can, right, um, jump to it. It hooks together. up to a Wi Fi router over here, and you can mix everybody, right? And it has 10 outputs nice. for monitors, which is really slick. Um, the other cool thing here is they just started making these. These are. Um, Instead of the iPad. If you, you, if you don't like using the iPad to mix yourself, you can mount this on your stand and do your mix this way. There you so go. you click whatever channel you want more or less of, and you just use the knob. Right. I thought that was really slick. Yeah. That is cool. Okay. Once again, Zoom blew my mind. Every year, Zoom blows my mind. Um, Zoom, this is a 360 VR microphone. Wow. And, yeah, it, it's, it's pretty cool looking. But um, what they had was they had the the um, Waves head tracking system, so they recorded like a jazz band, right, right, playing, and they must have plopped this mic in the middle of the room, and you put the head tracker on, and then as you turn around, you hear like the mix That's of wild. the instruments changing. Right. So this is something I would like to experiment with. Yeah. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm a, for you guys who, who who know, I'm a huge surround sound buff i love vr i like 360 i'm into all this stuff i just don't have the gear to make it so the fact that they're making something like this was really cool like that could be awesome for what we do mm-hmm. uh but it would be tough because i pipe everything in stereo anyway right, 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 right. but like how cool is that just that is to be able cool. to experience something in, in in the middle i thought that was pretty awesome what else we got here oh this is a very cute picture <laughs> That's uh that's Jen Majura from uh from Evanescence. We do you remember we had um Susie Susie Bench on the the film composer? Mm-hmm. She um she conducted the Evanescence tour. Oh, so right. I got the heart from her because I'm friends with Susie. Nice. So there you go. And I told I told Susie afterwards, please text uh, your friend Jen and let her know that bearded guy was not a creep. <laughs> okay. Please. <laughs> yeah. All right, this is something this is going to be a point of contention right now that we're, we're going to talk about. This is the new CLA uh, Mix Hub. Mix Hub, right? I saw I, that. I got a demo from CLA himself, right? That's what it looks like. And so I'm I'm at the the NAM booth. I'm talking to our buddy Chris Clark. I saw him. I mean, at the uh, the Waves booth. Mm-hmm. I saw him, and um, I just stumbled into like like one minute. Chris Lorraldi's going to be here, and I'm just there. Right, right. So I'm like, all right. So I just stood there. Chris Lord Algae shows up and there's like nobody there, right? Oh, and he no. goes, "All right, you know, let's, let's start doing some cocaine." He's like doing this whole like this whole like routine, which is pretty funny. But he sees me there, and I'm the only guy there. I'm like up front. He goes, "Richie's here, nice and early," you know. And he starts like picking on me during the presentation. I'm just like going like, what? so he's like, he goes, "All right, you know, who's got my plugins?" Right? Of all the people, yeah, who uses my plugins? Who's watched my videos? I'm like, because this guy's raising these killers. He's raising his hand for everything. I'm like, oh god, oh no. And, and like, you can already tell that like CLA is like this very A type personality. Right. You know what I mean? I'm just going like, oh crap. I'm like in the line of fire. Yeah. And he keeps he keeps asking me and, questions. And now you can't escape either. I, I can't leave because it'll make fun of me. If right, I leave. right, right. I felt like I was at a Don Rickles concert. <laughs> so anyway, I was very impressed by the plugin because 
he said the magic word, and if you watched our yep. thing, it's got to be fast. And we said, like, you can mix faster. I'm like, okay. And they had a NAM special, so I just bought it before we did this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But here's my little point of contention that I'm going to be really pissed off about, and, and I'm going to criticize you know, one of my heroes here. Well, you, you've also only had it for like yeah. a couple of days. So they have this nice big screen here, and it's got six mix buckets on it, right? Six banks. Right. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. I have like a beautiful, I have called beautiful big screens, mm-hmm. and this would be great for my touchscreen. I can do the, the six buckets, and I can I can do it. Right. Well, I was just playing with this plugin, and I was only able to get two on one screen. And then you were here while I was screwing with it, mm-hmm. and, you, and I'm like, dude, I'm kind of bummed. Like, on oh, my touchscreen, I can only get two of these right. buckets. And then you said, well, you have this huge 4K monitor back there. Right. I said, oh yeah, I do. So I dragged the plugin all right. the way over <laughs> to that monitor, right? And instead of being smaller, they were just huge. <laughs> so no matter what I do, I can only get two of these waves. Help. That's, that's a resolution thing. Yeah, but that's yeah. got 4K resolution. Uh, no. I think that's a Pro Tools resolution problem. Mm, maybe. You know what I mean? But I'm like, but I, at the demo, and, and you know what? Buck told me this too, because he saw the demo too. Right. He goes, you notice they never showed Pro Tools. So you don't really know. Right. So I think waves, you got to like work on a scaling thing for this, like like badly. Because if guys are gonna, if guys are supposed to mix with this on laptops, you're going to get one instance of this plugin because I have right. pretty big screens. So right. that's, I mean, it sounds but still great. Get, you're still getting eight at a yeah, time. Eight at a time, but like I want like, you know, 70, 64 right, at a right, time. Right, right. Um, or, or whatever. Like I, I'll, I'll, I'll settle for like 30 something, 40 something at a time. You know what I mean? I'll right, settle right. for 40 at a time or whatever, but like waves. I'm, in, I'm interested in that. That yeah, looks cool. Waves, you got to get that together because like, look, this looks awesome. Like, look, look at all those faders. That's like a console. You know, you can work like a console. Andy and I were trained on consoles. Mm-hmm. You know, we just adapted to this whole, like, in-the-box thing. Mm-hmm. And, and but and it sounds great. Like, I was screwing with it before. It's, like, nice and crunchy when you drive stuff. The compressor has the bluey option. Yeah, you can go to uh, his uh, 1176, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, and, and also the distortion is good. Like, you can, dr- like, driving the front end sounds right. right. Yeah. It sounds right. Uh, here's a very... In- that's that's the, quick, the quick part is that it's all laid out. You don't have to... Add like eight different plugins. Right, right, and I, I was I was very uh, attracted to that. Oh, what happened? Oh, I just uploaded crap. So um, there's also a Nam staple something that has to happen every time you go to Nam. Uh, and uh, in and out burger. I'm sorry, Andy. Andy's vegetarian. Pull up, my, pull up mine too. My, I got I caught a good one. Oh, you got one. <laughs> so I I had a pretty cool. Uh, <clears throat> except my group of guys, Five. Johnny, Jason, and. Uh, and oh, Chad and wow. We were kind of like from all over the place. We had two Canadians. We had a Liverpoolian. Uh, Chad's from uh, the Carolinas. But the Canadians and Johnny have never had In-N-Out. And they've never had IHOP. Really? Uh, so, so Eric Broadbent, the guy who does the Helix Hour. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got to have breakfast with everybody's first time at IHOP. <laughs> and like, you know like in Little Nicky when he has Popeye's chicken for the first time? That's kind of what everybody's <laughs> reaction was. So like... I forget what Johnny said. I think uh, with his heavy Liverpool accent, that's the uh, the gentleman that was in front of the Steve Vai guitar. He said, oh, it's full on, mate. Like, <laughs> it was something along the lines of that. I hop is full on, mate. But it was it was such a great thing to take them for their first time. That's amazing. That's awesome. Um, oh, man, I'm hungry now. I'm yeah, we're going to we're gonna have to eat after this. Yeah. Okay, this was something that really uh, interested me. And I saw, this was something I, I walked past... The Floyd Rose booth, like about three or four times, and didn't notice this until I was reading the. They give you like this Nam the booklet newspaper every day. Okay, right. And I was That's reading this it. big. Yeah, and I was reading it, 
you know, and I was having breakfast with, with Eric. Some highlights. And I'm like, oh, I gotta go to Floyd Rose today. He goes, we went there three times. <laughs> I said, yeah, but I didn't see this. He goes, you walked past the booth three times. It's it's sensory overload. It's too hard to catch everything. Yeah. So I make sure I try to, like, you know, plan a route and everything like that. But I saw this thing. This is a, a drop-in Strat replacement, dive bomb only. Now, if you know my guitars, nice. all my guitars are dive bomb only. and It's not floating. It's not floating, right? And I'm getting a guitar built right now from Federa. Mm-hmm. And I said, wait a minute. This could be really cool for my guitar. Wow, this thing felt slick. amazing. It was so smooth feeling. And that's what, and that's where everyone's going now, right? No one has any locking. I mean, Floyd roses anymore. Look, like even even the Petrucci model doesn't have a locking Floyd. Yeah, rose. and it feels great. But this felt like as smooth as that. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, the reason why I don't like the floating. I think you're right. talking about. Well, I, I, I'm, no, I'm just talking locking, locking. first. This I don't like the, the floating thing. because if I break a string, I can't use that guitar anymore. Right. Like I like when I break a string, it just doesn't have anywhere to go. That's it. Right. Um, and you're not you're not a trem guy per se, right? Yeah, <laughs> but um, this one I saw it and I felt it and it felt so smooth. Yeah. And I noticed the route wasn't that it wasn't that like crazy to put it in. And I asked them like, "Can I put this in anything like anything with a Strat route?" And I told them I was like, "I'm getting a Federa made." Right. They said, "We've done stuff with them in the past. Just tell them to do a, a standard Strat route, and this will drop right in there." So I, I email, I texted them like, "Guys, right can I put this in my guitar?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure." So I think I will be getting one of those. I was very so it's not string tension dependent. And that's why. Well, it no, it, it does have springs, right? It does have it's a regular strat, regular right. strat kind of tremolo. Right. No, it does have. Well, there is something different about it. Let okay. me let me explain what it, what they do here. So it won't go out of tune if a string breaks. No, because um, when because it, it'll get held against the body instead of going. Oh. Yeah. There's springs in it, but the, the thing that really makes it special is over here. The first thing you install, you, you notice how there's no screws, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The first thing they install is this. Metal um, bar that goes here. This metal plate, right? like a thin metal plate, right? And it mounts on top of that, so it has a. It's like a rolling pin sort of thing. Like it's, uh. it rolls, it pivots off that, and because of that, you don't get the squeaky like strat feeling where it's like. <laughs> it feels right. it's like super super smooth. I, I was. It's probably some sort of like joint that only has like a. It just slides in there. Kind yeah, of well, they have like this great video on right, their website. Right. So go to Floyd Rose. That's cool. On, online, check it that out. That looks awesome. Oh, yeah. And when I, I was like, oh, this is what I want on my guitar. Because don't get me wrong. Like, Federa's using the Goto ones right. for their, like, strap yeah, those are guitars. Great. And yeah. those are great. And th- those felt amazing. But when I played this, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. This is what I want on my guitar. This is yeah, it. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I had a little freak out about that. Yeah. You have to give me a dive bomb lesson. <laughs> oh, this is, <laughs> this is something I saw just because I like black and yellow. The black and yellow Beast Man 5 string. I sent the picture of this to my Uncle Phil. He's like, can we get it? I was like, yeah, you know, give them money and you can get it. That's how, that's how this works. Um, that's, that's where you put your Batman yeah. guitar strap on. Yes. Yeah. Oh, this was cool. This is a uh, Sterling by Music Man, like the inexpensive brand. They made a Luke? Yeah, and normally, cool. normally those are not close. Mm-hmm. This was close. Wow. Like the neck, like the V-neck, they got it. So... This is something like if you're interested in, in in the Luke guitar, I could I would recommend this. This was really Affordable. cool. Affordable, nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's see what we got here. Oh, this was a company called Wingman. This is their new pedal, the Danger Zone. But I was really impressed by these little knobs they make. Oh, you could you can turn them with your foot. Yeah, you just put your foot there and you can turn them. 
and they have these knobs that like hang over the edge of the pedal too, right, so you right. can do like expression that way. There you go. I mean, I don't need this again because I'm right. a Helix user, right? We just talking about that. But, but did, if you want to use those, your foot, did those shoes bother you wearing around the show that day? <laughs> no, those weren't mine. Oh, <laughs> no, I, I had like old man New Balances on. So, right, here's the company. Yeah, wingman. What's it say? Yeah, it's the same thing. It's go. like, damn, that's really cool. But that's cool. Yeah, I don't need it. I don't need that, it. Well, when I when I was first really getting heavy into the guitar gear, um, when I was okay, I went to my first NAMM show when I was a kid. I was like thirteen, and I looked at every booth like, "Ooh, you make um, oboe reeds? Interesting." You know what I mean? I, <laughs> cool. I, yeah, I know, but I like, what are they made out of? I, I wanted to know everything. Like, right, right. ooh, triangles. Cool. <laughs> like, ooh, sign up to win a free splash symbol. Okay. You know, oh, enter this competition. Okay. You had I did, every I, bumper sticker right, and lanyard right. you could possibly exactly. I did. Yeah. Oh, I came home with a bag this huge, right? And it's like, I was so into it. And then, like, as you get older, you narrow your focus. And then it would be like, okay, I want to know every new amp. I would try everything. Now it's just like, my, my taste is so specific. It, like, it really takes something interesting to me to get me to stop at a booth. And I was just like, oh, look, okay, strats, okay, look this, okay, that. Oh, you know, fuzz pedals, great, you know. Like, it's it's stuff I don't need. Right. And that, and, like, I saw some of my old AMS friends there, mm-hmm. and they were telling me about, like, oh, you got to check out the new Akai thing. It's like, I don't have to, don't have to pretend to care about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that, but, like, you know. But, there you go. It's a cool oh, invention. Yeah. It's cool stuff. Here's the bad Mamma Jamma we were talking about this earlier. I just wanted to take a picture of this because... Stomp. Yeah, this is a really cool thing, and uh, I'm sort of trying to convince people that weren't, you know, didn't want to go in for a $1,500 or a $1,000 Helix to get this. Or bass players. Yeah, bass players I thought that was going to be their primary uh... thing for bass players because, like, uh, Jessica's father's actually our bass player, Mm -hmm. and he's using a full-size Helix, but it's like he uses one patch and, like, maybe one effect. Like, I think we covered Thriller once. Yeah. So he had like that the envelope, oh, yeah. 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 But that's yeah, it. Need, yeah, basically <clears throat> chorus, an octave, and like and that's it. A comp. Or something. I, I'm trying to get Eric on this, mm-hmm. like just. But the thing is, Eric really likes the amp sound on stage. Yeah. Like every time we tried to go direct with him, he freaks out a little bit. Um, let's see what else we got. Let's plow through these. This was Ooh, cool. Hoffner is making um, relic bases. It's, now, Ooh. it's not relic exactly like Paul's, which right. I think they're kind of missing a bet not doing that. You know right, what I mean? Right. But just to see like a relic Hoffner look really... I like relic guitars. Do oh, you? yeah. I love them. Uh, I thought that was really cool. That's cool. Oh, this is something... This is just a note to self. It's called <laughs> Magma Control Case. Because look at this cute little case. Hey, that's the thing you got. Yeah, that's why I looked at that. So pay no attention to that, unless you want to, buy, unless you have one. <laughs> Actually, no. I thought this was cool. It was like so, like a ballistic. Uh, well, not not ballistic, but it was like but a. It's not hard, but it's hard. Yeah, yeah. right, right. It was very very cool cases. I like those. Okay, Gibson. Let's talk about Gibson. We should talk about Gibson. Let's talk about Gibson. Gibson first year at Nam under new ownership, right? Mm. Whole different vibe at the Gibson booth, right? It was much more inviting than it usually is. Gibson's been kind of like hoity-toity and, right. and elitist back mm-hmm. in the day. Gibson was very accessible this year. Did you go to Gibson? Yeah, and um, in previous years, like I was telling you about my Les Paul. So I brought my Les Paul to kind of ask yeah, them. Pull, pull it down, Andy. To kind of ask them what it was. And like they kind of like take you through this like little special VIP thing to get in like the back area. This is my Les Paul. Mm. So this is my, my special girl. But um, look at the back. 
and you have such good lighting in here. I could finally show it off properly. But um, thank you. I don't want to hold it the whole time. <laughs> so thank you, Andy. Um, so they like the meeting areas where they do all their stuff was like you said, like this whole hoity toity yeah, thing. Yeah. Like you have to get your picture taken, you get like a special badge and stuff. And I was like, this is kind of yeah. like gimmicky for, I guess, like the people that are important. And then all like the other stuff was like, okay, the other people are outside. Right. But yeah, like you said, it's so much more accessible now. I thought their stage was really cool. I'm a huge Jared James Nichols fan. Okay. The guy that plays uh, blues with his, just, just his fingers and a Les Paul P90 one pickup. So they, did, they released his signature model at Epiphone. But it was really cool just being there. It was nice, nice stuff that you could actually play. You yeah, know? yeah. And it was, you know, it was cool. Like, they had all these bursts on the wall, which I really liked. I mean, I just bought a Les Paul, so I'm not in the market. But, I, you know, <laughs> these are, look how pretty these are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and they all felt great. They all played great. I just think uh, I'm kind of excited to see what's going to happen. It's like the vintage headstocks, too. Like, like for some reason, yeah. like, why is it that it took them so long? Or, like, how yeah. many years can it be? historically accurate spec. Yeah, it's like there are certain things that are no-brainers and, you know, it, it, yeah, yeah, that's all yeah. I can say about that. But um, every year. <laughs> but like these are different though. These are somehow like, I don't know, I guess it's just the energy like that it's made with, you know. Mm-hmm. It's made with a different care now under the new ownership maybe. Well, yeah, and I, I said a bad word just now. I have to apologize for it. The word you can't say at NAM is excited because <laughs> everybody's excited. If you watch... Like Nam TV News, which I do, uh, it was like we're very excited. We're all very excited. Very excited. We're so excited to announce. Oh, we're excited! Everybody's excited. How can you all be excited about this? You're, you're, you're announcing a cable. Are you that excited about the cable? Very excited. It's like this year it comes in blue. Just wait. <laughs> Just wait. Yeah. Wait to the see. So um, and okay. Oh, also here are other annoying Nam things. Um, every guitar sound I heard was terrible. Nice. Like especially because here's the thing. Like. When you give someone your guitar to try out, you right. want it to feel easy to play. Right. So you give them this like overly distorted, easy right, to play right, sound. Right, right, right. But it just sounds like. Whoosh. I just heard a sea of. And just the Nam environment is not. You can't hear anything anyway. No. <laughs> and I'm guilty of this too. Yeah. Like I, I um, I would play like complete nonsense licks. My you know, like Nam licks. Nam licks. Like and I'm like. Why am I doing this? Like, I really want to hear what the sounds like. Not like right. no one can no one can hear what you're playing. Right, yeah. right. You know what I mean. So like you might as well just like play what you want. Uh, you know, it, it's like so even if you're playing at Nam, you're not playing at Nam. Yeah, it's just a cacophonous noise. Um, you know, you get the bucket, 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 bucket from the bass players and the middle, middle, middle from the guitar players and the and the boogie, 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 boogie from, right, from right. the drummers. The, Zil- the Zildjian symbol, I'm uh, the the symbol area. I'm convinced is some se- sort of purgatory <laughs> that you need to try to figure your way out. But I always love like the people, like the Nam Noodlers. Mm-hmm. Is it a good name for them if you'll call them that? Like the bass players are just playing like outrageous things that you'll never hear a bass player do in practical music right. context. Yes. And then like you go to like the symbols. And you like all you hear is, but you always see like the one guy like this, like with his, with his ear to the symbol, like trying to get true. the overtones. And he's like, yeah, like the only day you can actually hear stuff is, is Sunday. That's it. You can't hear any gear any other days. Um, and every and most the rest of the time, everybody's playing unemployable riffs. Yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. Unemployable riffs. Stop. Yeah, yeah. But um, and 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 like I heard one sax player like actually play a song, and I was like. I sat there and listened to it, like, wow, a song. You know, not like, <laughs> not like every Coltrane, yeah. like he knows. 
But um, <laughs> uh, here are this year's two most overplayed and poorly played songs. The Chicken mm-hmm. and um, Sissy Strut. I heard them everywhere. 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 Cause no, the, no matter what instrument. <laughs> no, sure, it's, like, it's like, we don't want to be passe anymore and play like the shred metal like we usually do. Right. I want to play something cool and funky. Right. When everybody's doing it, it, it was so, <laughs> so annoying. In different tempos at yeah. different places. Okay, the good. I heard one good chicken. I, got, I had some, some delicious chicken. That was that. I can't remember the guy's name. He was at the Line 6 booth. He was a kid who plays like Matthias this. Matthias Mancuso or something. Oh my god. That was the best chicken I heard. That, all, you know. I'm, I'm, he's not real. Can he yeah. be real? That was like the Chick-fil-A of the <laughs> NAMM show. That's how good that was. That was that was some good chicken. He's fake. I'm convinced. He's fake. He's, he's, real. A, he's, a, he's not a human. Yeah, did you, did you watch him? With no, the, it, it, it was ridiculous. He plays like... I guess like flamenco style, but like right. it doesn't sound like it. Yeah, he's yeah, palm yeah. muting though. Like he was doing like this and palm muting like these metal riffs. And I'm that just was like probably the best player I saw. At yeah, hundred percent. Yes. He blew. He blew all of our minds wow. when we were watching him. Yeah, I, 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 that's that's the only booth I went to and uh, and like just to passively look at something and I heard it I was like I did one of these like holy crap like yeah. wow that was really good. Um, I went to uh, Godin. That's a French word I know how to say. And uh, <laughs> it's not it's not Godin. Yeah, yeah, it's not Godin. It's Godin. 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 Um, this is their like Gypsy Electric. Interesting. Uh, I really want that guitar. Yeah. And and there was a demo of some guy was playing on stage and it sounds like butter. And nice. This, this and it has a pickup and yeah, a piezo. Yes. Yes. There you go. Like and it plays great. Like that. This would be an indulgence purchase for me. Like something I totally don't need, but I would like to have. Okay. I took a picture of this. Um, is that Adrian Smith? Can I read that? Yeah. So that's the age. Uh, I'm an Iron Maiden fan. Do you, are you familiar with Iron Maiden, Steve? Yeah. Okay. So I'm, a, I'm an Iron Maiden fan. I've, I've been so since uh, my friend when I was 13 turned me on to the band. And uh, this is just like, I, I picked up this guitar just because I thought it looked cool. This is like the epitome of Super Strat, this guitar. It's got mm-hmm. like the humbucker, Floyd Rose, really comfortable neck. I was very impressed by this guitar. I thought it was really cool. Nice. Jackson. Yeah. Uh, this was another Jackson. This was the um, the Misha Mansour Jackson. I really like the neck on this too. This is uh, from that band Periphery. Thought that was pretty cool. I took a picture of it so I wouldn't forget. <laughs> okay, this is cool. This is a Gretsch. Um, now, if you notice, it, it almost has that like country gentleman look. Right. Uh, do you like Gretsch, Steve? I am. I had never found like a Gretsch off the rack that I liked, but yeah. my current D'Angelico is. Oh, that's your Gretsch sort of. It's fix. EX one seventy five. It's yeah, it's my Gretsch fix. It's got TV Jones and a Bigsby, so it right. gets me there. I, I played the you know again because I'm a Beatles nerd. I like you know I want a country gentleman, but I played one there four thousand dollars. Right, and they're fine. They're not four thousand yeah. dollars worth of fine. They're, and they're not even like they're not they're they're all imports for yeah, four thousand dollars. It's a twelve hundred dollar guitar. Let's yeah. let's get yeah, real. That'd be fair. Real mm-hmm. talk. Um, but it's they're charging four thousand dollars for the, the name and the legacy and the license. Right. But they make this like electromatic series. And I played this one, which was like ish. Mm-hmm. It's you know it, the colors a little off, but it you know if you're in a Beatles tribute band and you play this and people squint, you'll, right. look, you'll look right. <laughs> um, but this guitar played right off the rack. Played great, and I was very. I just tried it just because you know try. it looked like a George Harrison guitar and a Beatles. Freak. So there you go. But even that's fourteen hundred dollars, and that's like their their cheaper brand. This is the best instrument I play at the Fender booth. This is their yeah. new uh, American. What do they call this? American Performer Precision Bass. 
this had that like C neck that I like. Mm. That like um that like J bass kind of neck. And it, ha- like, and it has the J pickup by the bridge too. So if, it's like a PJ. If I was in the mar- <laughs> PJs. PJ. If, I, if I was in the market for another bass, which I'm not, so just bought a new bass. <laughs> um I would get this. This was really good. I like this a lot. I like that matte blue too. Yeah, me too. So that there's the uh, Satin Lake Placid Blue, you mean? Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> oh, this is cool. Chappers? Uh, this is, uh, the, the Chappers, Rob Chapman, um, who, you know, r- runs Chapman Guitars. I'm more familiar with him because uh, of his YouTube uh, persona, which I really like. He's got mm-hmm. a very uh, funny YouTube persona when when reviewing gear. It's very right, informal, right. Mm-hmm. you know, which you can tell why I like that, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, we had a nice little chat. He was a super nice dude. And I was very happy to meet That's him. It's a thick finger. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, this was my favorite telly at the Fender booth. Uh, this just had the Neck of Doom on it. It's an old mahogany telly. I didn't get to plug it in. But I pointed to this because I wanted to know this in the future. That if I'm ever going to get another Fender, I want the Deep Sea. Deep Sea. With a 9.5 radius. That's like my neck. That's yeah. what I want. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, all this is very self-serving. Selfish. Oh, this is a company that makes this, like, bubble... Um, Soundproofing. It's pretty good. Interesting. Yeah. It looks cool. So the other thing I want to share here is um the best thing I heard at the NAM show, the thing that like blew my freaking mind. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, now Every year, Zoom does a great job, and I yeah. always think like, and I can't count the Stomp as a Nam release, or else that because yeah, right. it, it came out early. Right, but right. like, it would be the Stomp because the Stomp mm-hmm. solves so many problems. You know what I mean? And that tuner is really cool. The tuner solves a lot of problems. That's where I like things that like solve problems for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Zoom, like last year, I gave the best product to the Zoom. Right? This year, I'm giving the best product to this like little known Italian company. Check this out. I hope this is the right video. I know you were curious about this, Andy. Yes, um, 
you create by equation the physical condition to the uh, creation of the sound. Right. Are not of oscillator or uh, sample. Sounds very complicated. Interaction inside. Uh, it's, not, it's not easy for me. No, no, I know. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm familiar with with guitar amps, with how they how they capture guitar amps. Speak slowly. I'm sorry. I, I'm familiar with modeling, with how they capture the sound of guitar amps. Oh, okay. but I've, I've never heard it applied to instruments like this. So this is a proprietary technology. Not samples. Not samples. Not samples. I love because you can play with the blow. So that's that cool. Swam Engine S W A M, and um, that blew my mind. Like even yeah. Eric, who's not into this stuff, right. like, we heard the saxophone and we went, "Right, what?" Now, okay, what they're doing is the instrument is not. See, okay, the problem is you and I use sample libraries, right, right, right? right? And they're great, but the way you do that is you're essentially playing recordings, right? right? And the problem is transitioning between those recordings. It doesn't react it's like the right playing way. like a Mellotron. It's, basically. it's, it's the same yeah. principle as a Mellotron. Right. That's okay. Great analogy. So yeah. sampling equals Mellotron, like but evolve. Playing right? playing a recording. Right. This technology equals synthesis evolved. So what they're doing is they're in the same way like when we use with a guitar amp. There's somebody seeing what the amp does. To a, the, the carrier, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That's they're applying that like almost negative right. to the note, and I've never heard a saxophone yeah. sound good. Yeah, yeah. That's like we were just talking about this because you're doing right. some jazz stuff. Right, right. You said you know I can never get the sax right. Right. The sax is like one of the hardest instruments yeah. to get. You know, on samples. This was he nailed it. Yeah. That, that I think that's like usually saxes. 75 percent like you can fool like 75 percent but yeah, that yeah. like that's like 95 percent there yeah like if you really listen mm-hmm. or and, and also this guy is very skilled at playing it pitch fields. and yeah yes. he, he was really working it the right way mm-hmm. um yeah this is like you know but uh the, 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 it blew my mind i also i bought some stuff at nam okay I, I bought stuff nice i should tell i should talk about this did you buy anything um no i came home with stuff though what'd you come home with a couple of cool things. Did you stop by the G7 capo thing? No. So I heard a bunch of people talk about this capo. And I'm like, oh, capo, cool. Like, yeah. How cool is a capo? <laughs> Not really cool. So this, this guy came up with this. It's like an adaptive radius technology in a capo. So it puts the pressure on the neck. And they explained this a lot better. They had a giant capo there that you could actually feel. So as the pressure goes in, it curves. It really? contours. To the radius and string tension of your guitar, strings and radius. And it's just, it's pressure based. So it's like you push it and it sticks and then you release it from here. Right. Wow. So that was, that was pretty cool. So you you got one? I got two. I got one for me and Jess because we're doing our television special next month and we're actually both using capos at one point. So. Oh, nice. We decided to partner up on it and G7 
seventh, nice. the official capo of the Jessica Lynn band. There you go. <laughs> I uh, well, I bought some Optima gold strings for my Brian May guitar back there because okay. I saw the Optima thing. And I saw the Brian May. I was like, can I buy these right now? They're like, yeah, show special, half price. Done. <laughs> yeah, nice. And I also bought um, a subscription. Okay, one of the booths I always go to at the NAMM show and I'm blown, blown away by is the East-West right. Instruments. Yeah. You, you know about that, yes. right? Yes, yeah. But it's like, you know, you want Voices of the East? That'll be $400, please. Right, right. I'm like, ah. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I'm going to use that once. Right. I'm going to use that on this one project that I'm thinking about. Right. And then that plugin is just going to sit on my hard drive taking up space. Right. No good for me. So I always pass it. I went there this year. They have something called Composer Cloud. Right? Okay. And they had a NAM special, it was like one month free. And you get all their plugins for twenty bucks a month, right? And you can just download and, and delete what you don't want. Right. Like, or you only want Voices right. of the East. Like say I'm doing right, like right. a Kung Fu movie and I gotta do that. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, that's where that. that's where most of these software companies are going towards. Yeah. Is this licensing. Well I have a Pro Tools subscription kind of, and an right. Adobe yeah, subscription. Yeah. It's subscription. Like, which is which you know, it syncs if you have to like because it's an ongoing bill that you're never going to stop paying, but you always have the, the latest right. version. And the other thing is, like, you got to look at what you're spending on this stuff per year. Because right. if, you, if you're a guy like me who spends an average of, like, what, six, seven hundred bucks a year already right. on just new software, right. and then instead, and, and you're going to keep spending that, right. if you're going to spend the same amount... And, and you're then, upgrading it. Yeah, but and then awesome. once you get it, yeah. it just gets old, and then you have to get a new one. Right. Um, so for someone like me, the upgrade might actually be better because I'll end up spending this, uh, roughly the same amount of money, mm-hmm. but I'll, I have everything right. instead of just yeah. having to do this like a la carte thing. So um, yeah, so I, that's that was like the big purchase. I that's bought that. Cool. I bought the CLA uh, Mix Hub, which I, I'm still on the fence about. I'm going to have to ask uh, Waves about the resolutions and stuff because that was a real. I tried to ask him that question, yeah, but I didn't like. I felt like right he way. was al- he was already like picking on me, so I didn't want to ask like a screen resolution question to a mixed engineer. Oh, that was like stupid. I'd be like, oh, yes, give me that. I'm like, okay, forget it. No, I don't want to get yelled at by by one of my heroes. So, yeah, no, thank you. Um, yeah, so that's I think that's what I bought. I bought that. Oh, I bought this big stupid little thing. Like, I buy like stupid little tchotchkes. Like I bought like last year's name. Like, where's that claw? I bought I bought a freaking oh, here it is. I bought this stupid thing. It's like a claw that you put your webcam on and you can... It's pretty cool. You use it all the time. I use it every day. <laughs> uh, but this year they had um, this company that makes like covers, right? Like reflective covers, like okay. insulate from heat. And they make one for a microphone. It looks like a sock. And right. you zip it up over your microphone. Uh-huh. And I go, I want that. How much is that? It was 10 bucks. He said, are you a singer? I said, yeah, but my wife's a germaphobe. I said, that's perfect. Like, if she's doing a gig, yeah. I'm like, oh, no, no drunk guys going to sing on my mic. Zip. That's great. And they also make one for the Helix. So the, if you do, do you do festivals with the yeah. band? It's like, it folds it's like this big, and it like stretches out and covers the Helix. So if you have to, after you're done with your sound check and you have to leave it out, instead of it getting like hit by the sun and, and overheated, it cools it. Ooh, nice. So I just I bought this. That's really cool. Yeah, I think that's all. That's all I bought. I, you know, I, I like I like coming home with a little something from them. It's fun. I wish I would have seen that now. Well, cool. I think it's like twelve dollars if you buy it online. You have to go for that. Yeah, <laughs> it's worth the spring. Yeah. Um, also, like we did this gig last year where we played. And a helicopter kept landing on a dirt field and would blow dirt into all of our stuff. 
So that would have been perfect for that. Yeah, yeah. So that's all my NAMM stuff. Is there anything else you wanted to... I know I, I talked a lot. We, we covered the In-N-Out I, Burger. See, my pictures, again, were people instead of things. Like It was like at the booths, but um, that's the Steve Vai gig. That I'll, was, show you, I'll show you the Steve This Vi is where picture. we were watching Steve Vai from. Nice. So that was pretty cool. He's got great cheekbones, doesn't he? <laughs> he looks... He almost... He looks fake. Like, he looks... He's very... Uh, he's very good-looking in person. Yeah. Like, but he actually walked right by us, and Jason and uh, the rest of the guys are like... They're like diehard Steve Vai fans, yeah. and I think like Jason like turned the corner, and then two seconds later, Steve Vai like literally walked right in between <laughs> us, and like he just missed him. But um, the thing I was most impressed with, I don't have pictures of it, but I was watching the panels all day of the Universal Audio Oxbox. Mm-hmm. Did you see that thing? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm familiar with that. See, but you you like to use amps. Well, it's not that I... I don't, yeah, I like to use amps. Yeah, yeah sure, whatever. <laughs> you I, got I, me. You got me. I, I tried a couple amps that I liked. Yeah, I, I forgot to take pictures. No, I took video of them, but they're too slow to come up on this. I took. I liked the the Victory amps. Yeah, I tried cool. the Richie Cotson, and me and Eric went up to it, and I plugged into it, and I went like, "Holy crap, this is awesome!" And like, it was like really smooth and like mm-hmm. organic sounding. It wasn't yeah. like fizzy or anything like that. I really liked that, and um, I've become a huge fan of Friedman. And I became a fan of Friedman amps because um, of the model inside the Helix. That's a cool thing about the Helix. Like you can That's try cool. stuff you would never or never right, try. Right, right. You get a taste for it, yeah. and then if you want, you can go out and get the real thing. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, so the two amps I was most impressed with were Friedman and Victory. I thought Victory was, was very good. You know, uh, my buddy, uh, my buddy Randy plays. Uh, he, he plays uh, uh, Victory. They just came out also with Marshall. Did you see Marshall? Oh, the 800s? But the 15 watts or the 20 watts, and you could scale them down to 5 watts, the SLP and the JCM 800. I think, I said, I don't I don't play things at NAM usually, just because, like you said, it's a, I feel like it's just a poor representation of things because you're just... You can't hear it. With all the nonsense happening, it's just, I just don't do it because I don't want to have a bad experience with it and judge it before I get, like, a real a real feel for it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I probably should have tried that. I saw it, and I, I didn't put two and two together that that's what it was. Um, like again, it's sensory overload. You're getting constant streams of information just tossed at you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I thought that was like I, I, I. Here's the thing: we were at a rehearsal studio and they had like a great JCM 800 there, mm-hmm. and I played through it. And I and until unless it was on like 20, it doesn't sound good. No. You know, so that was that's probably the move to get like a low wattage one. But yeah, the like JCM 800 is a very famous sound. But yeah, I, I'm not a Marshall guy. Like mm-hmm. I like I like the Friedman because it's like a more smoother sounding Marshall. It's, not, it's a Marshall that you don't have to you know roll the treble all the way down on. Right, right. I'm very sensitive to that. So we talked about Nam a lot today. Cool. Wow, we're, what are we at? An hour and a half. Any hour other half. any other uh, performances you guys check I didn't out? See, I didn't see any Anyone? performances. No. So this was my Nam of Just, performances and uh, hanging. Yeah, like yeah, I saw, yeah. obviously the Steve Vai thing, but. Um, I'm a big Guthrie Trap fan. He's a country guitar picker in Nashville. But uh, it was Guthrie Trap. You ever see Daniel Donato, the yep. young kid in Nashville that plays like as fast as you could think? Yep. Uh, Guthrie Trap, uh, Daniel Donato, and Lindsay L. Have you seen her? She's a she's like an I guess she's she's fairly uh, on the scene now, but she's a a girl guitar player singer. Mm-hmm. So they all of them did like this crazy jam. They did this like unreal version of Little Wing of all things to end. And it was. Pretty badass. Cool. Sorry, sorry. That's bad. okay. No, you, okay. you can curse. We we curse all the time. I, I try not to. 
but we, Sorry, we, we can't. But uh, also, I saw Jared James Nichols got a signature amp with Blackstar, and I, I saw him at the Blackstar booth. I'm just a big fan of his. He's one of the few blues rock players that like plays from here, and like right. you really feel what he's playing. Yeah, those are the main performances that I dug. Nice. Cool. So there's our NAM recap. Um, I hope you found it interesting, and uh, that's the stuff I like, and that's what this is about, just talking about the stuff I like and the stuff that Steve <laughs> likes. And Andy goes, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you guys for nice. making it this far. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see you next time. Thanks for watching. Uh, joining me today was Andy Ascalise, Steve Sterlacci. Yeah. Check yeah. him out on his YouTube page and at Jessica Lynn Music. I'm Richie Castellano, and I have to figure out where the end button is. Here it is. <laughs> see you later.